The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to Watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face. It's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and you should be able to uh, click on the little black box there with a green box inside of it and a white arrow. <laughs> it's supposed to have a Sons of Liberty thing there. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, anyway, you can do that, and you can join us live. Click on the Rumble icon down the bottom right, and then join us in the chat over there. Great to see everyone in the chat across the the numerous video platforms we are on. We're on BeforeIt'sNews.com. Of course, we're on Facebook on my public page and on my private page because they unpublished our main page. Uh, we're on 
DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. Also, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And if you've got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV there. So be sure to join us in on one of those platforms. Also, right above where we're at is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you can still catch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today. And then he'll be live right in that little box right there. You can, I don't want to say you can put Bradley in your pocket, but he definitely will be small right there. <laughs> right above that is where you can uh, sign up for our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. And um, we would appreciate you doing that. You'll get all the articles that we have for the day from our contributors, Bradley, myself. And um, <clears throat> you'll also get the morning show archive in that. So uh, if you're if you're looking for all the stuff that we talk about today, that's where you'll find it. Uh, donate button is at the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. If you want to support us, we would appreciate that very much. Thank you to everyone who does that. Every month, we, we appreciate you guys and those who are one-time donator. Uh, donation givers, we, we really appreciate your help because we can't do what we do without you. Also, if you would like to become a monthly partner with us, a son or daughter of Liberty, that link is available at the top of the page as well. And then our store is available, lots of products in there, um, many of them by your request. So uh, be sure to check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. All right. So, man, there's just there's a lot of things here that <laughs> I've got today. And I feel like Bradley, when he comes on the show in the, in the morning, these are a couple that um, that came out this morning. Any of you guys know these uh, these brothers, Grichka and Igor Bogdanov? Now, I'm going to tell you, they look like women who have had major plastic surgery. They, they look like they get the Botox lips, their cheeks are swollen. This doesn't happen when you get older like this. This just doesn't happen. Um, their eyes are square. I mean, I'm surprised they can see out of them. Seven, both of them are 72 years old or were died days apart from the convids. Okay. I'll guarantee you they had the shot, which begs the question. Okay. It begs the question. Is it a vaccine? I thought vaccines com communicated immunity. Conveyed immunity, excuse me. Not, it kind of helps soften the blow of whatever you're getting. I thought it conveyed immunity. See, it's fraud. They're telling you something is one thing when it's not. It doesn't do what it does. You're, you know, we, I had a meme up on, on Facebook that had, you know, the, the EKG thing or whatever it is that, you know, makes the heartbeat and then the flat line and it says, oh, we're going to give you as many boosters. <laughs> To flatten your curve. So, yeah, there, there's a thing. Then, then MSN has come out. This is by the Associated Press. Check this out. Why are so many vaccinated people getting COVID-19 lately? It's because your shot doesn't work. Doesn't do what you say it will do. I, I don't know when people are going to get it. I mean, not the shot. The this this whole this whole scam that's being put on people. And again, I've I've not said people are not getting sick from something. We had Dr. Kaufman on. He says no proof of SARS-CoV-2 exists. And I go, well, what are people getting sick? Of? Well, it could be a number of things, and that's true. In fact, we saw a decrease in cancers, heart attacks, all kinds of stuff in what was it, 2020? I mean, they virtually. Disappeared. The flu basically disappeared. Why? Because they lumped it all into COVID. And we have Dr. Burks under the Trump administration 
telling the lies, telling us that they were going to lie to us and they were taking all these deaths and dumping them under COVID. I got her on, I don't know if it was Fox or ABC or NBC, one of those places. She came out and just said it. I'm not putting words in her mouth. That's what she said. So there's a couple, okay? Um, Let me bring this back up here. And there's a few stories we've had out. This is from yesterday. After the COVID shot rollout, deaths are up 40% among those aged 18 to 64 in 2021 based on life insurance claims. You aren't hearing that in the mainstream, the Mockingbird. They're not mainstream. They're the Mockingbird media. In fact, you know, it was kind of interesting. Somebody sent me, they sent me a, uh, I don't know, I forget who put it out. It's something like a tweet or something like that had been done. And they're talking about Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> Said, well, this is why they're scared of him. I don't know that they're so scared of him, but I'm going to tell you what. He's leaving every cable news network and major Mockingbird media outlet in the dust. I wish I had that thing. Somebody sent it to me, and I, I don't. I just don't want to look it up right now because I had to pull up Facebook, and that Facebook taxes my internet in uh, my computer. But he's leaving them in the dust by like three or four times. The per- closest person behind him was Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was a little thing like this, and Joe Rogan's way out here like this. And, you know, to be honest, he brings on some good people. I don't watch him, but, I mean, I see I see his thing on Rumble and, and stuff. So I see that he brings on good people, sometimes, sometimes not. And he's not afraid to have those people come on and speak. Neither are we, by the way. But here it is. You're not hearing this on there, are you? On the Mockingbird Media. Here's another one. This was back from November. I just came across it yesterday. Somebody, um, I think it was Carol Ann, sent this to me, and I took a look at it, and I didn't realize this was from November. The World Council for Health calls for immediate cease and desist to COVID-19 experimental shots. That's just over a little a little over a month ago. <clears throat> and you can see it, the document at sonsoflibertymedia.com. We declare that COVID-19 vaccinations are dangerous and unsafe. That's a far cry from safe and effective, isn't it? For human use. The manufacturing, distribution, administration, promotion of these injections violate basic principles of law. Yes, they do. And for those attorneys who still don't get it, who keep thinking that, hey, yeah, you can, uh, you know, if you're a corporation, you can you can demand that your employees take these experimental shots. Um, you might be in for a rude awakening because you've been notified of it. You've been notified of the fraud of using the term vaccine when it doesn't convey immunity and sloughing it off. You've been con- it's been conveyed to you. You should know what the Nuremberg Code means. And yet here we have this uh, World Council for Health and there are several signatories on it. But there have been a lot of people who've been speaking out on this. Many of them you've heard about here. Uh, the guy who used to work for the Gates, Dr. Geert Vandenbosch. Um, Dolores Cahill, Ryan Cole, Richard Fleming, Peter Malone, or excuse me, Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, several of these guys, Michael Yeadon, who used to be with Pfizer, and several of these guys have all been warning about this, along with a lot of people that we've had here on the show. 
I mean, the Sons of Liberty have been warning about it since before it came out in 2020. We were warning about the shots. So <clears throat> I'm just I'm just saying there's some there's some interesting things. Two more or two or three more things here I want to give out and then we're going to get into the topic. The least trusted name in news, they had a story that came out that perfectly captures the mass COVID neuroticism of 2021. And you guys see the lady, she I don't know how many COVID tests she went through. And then she got on a plane and she's got a mask on and she's got gloves on and she like locked herself in the bathroom of the flight for several hours. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. She tested positive midair, so she quarantined in the plane's bathroom for the remaining five hours of the flight. Can you say brainwashed? (laughs) Okay, and then Kate sent me this over sometime in the middle of the night or whatever. How much more evidence do you need? Here is a list of over 1,000 scientific studies, references, and reports linking COVID vaccines, quote-unquote, to hundreds of adverse effects and deaths. And I'll have this link up. You want to give this to your friends? Look, this is coming from, this is not coming just from uh, some Mockingbird media source. This is coming from scientific journals. The links are here. So those will be available later on at sonslibertymedia.com. So I want to ask a question. With all that we have seen, and I'm not talking about just the Convid stuff, okay? I'm talking about asset forfeiture, clear violation of the Fifth Amendment. I mean, it is it is so clear, it's ridiculous, okay? We have seen the red flag laws, a clear violation of Fourth and Fifth Amendment around, and in fact, when we had uh, Dr. Edwin Vera on to talk about the red flag laws, uh, one of the things he said is he says this violates nearly all of the Bill of Rights, every single amendment. We have seen unconstitutional spending as a result of not having any unconstitutional money because the United States have been insolvent since 1933. That's why you have Federal Reserve banknotes, and they are debt. They're debt. Ask yourself, how are you paying off your debts with debt? You ever wonder about that? Mm-hmm. Say, so how are they debt notes? Well, every time that Congress every year, and when they talk about this debt ceiling and all this stuff, guess what they're saying? We don't have any greenbacks here to, to take care of anything. We don't. We don't have any paper money to 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 pay our bills. So, Federal Reserve, will you write on your ledger and print out of thin air money for us to spend? And that's why the debt keeps going up. They're in deficit spending every year. They spend more than they take in. So they have to go borrow it. And when they go borrow it, they're already in debt. They go borrow it. It's They borrow paper. That's <laughs> what they borrow. Um, and gets written on a ledger. This right here. And there's interest on it like that. So they're already borrowing debt. And then they're handing it off to us as though, oh, this is free money. No, it's not. It's debt. It's debt. So we've got all these things going. Now, you can rest assured the Supreme Court's going to push through this nonsense about mandates. By the way, go look up what a mandate is in in, uh, in a law dictionary. 
you'll find it's not law. doesn't matter if the Supreme Court rules on it or not. You need to say, stop. No, we're not going to go along with your mandate. Come enforce it. And businesses stand together. But see, here's the thing. Businesses don't want to stand. They want to capitulate. This is why we're going to be doing the protest at Chick-fil-A and Gaffney on Saturday. If you would like to join us, the address is 1704 West Floyd Baker Boulevard in Gaffney, South Carolina. Okay, 1704 West Floyd Baker Boulevard in in Gaffney, South Carolina. Bring your sign on the poster board, whatever you got uh, there. Um, Come and show up. We're going to be there from, the projection is from 11 to 2, okay, right in the lunch hour there. Don't park at Chick-fil-A. Find another place. There's other places around there you can park. Come over and stand with us on the sidewalk. Don't get on their property. Um, And we'll protest out there for those three hours during lunch. Now, here's the thing. Chick-fil-A has not yet enforced the letter that I should, the email that I showed you the other day. They're just waiting on the Supreme Court to say, go ahead, Chick-fil-A. You go ahead and, and comply with our unconstitutional ruling because there is no law behind it. This is coming out of the executive branch. And what does our Constitution say? All legislative authority resides with who? The Congress. Not with OSHA, not with the executive branch, and not with the judicial branch. I listened to a guy the other day, somebody sent me a video, and he goes, well, the Supreme Court has, has, given, has made law. And I'm like, what, and what are you talking about, man? No, they haven't. They don't make law. They give their opinion. They give their opinion. You ever notice that, how we don't pick up on some of that? When you have a, a Supreme Court ruling comes out, and they'll say, such as, here's the ruling, and the dissenting opinion, or the, the guy writing for the majority opinion, that's what it is. It's an opinion. It's not law. It's not law. So I, I want you to, to start thinking about that. It's whoever wins the argument. Sadly, today, it isn't about the, many of these judges applying law. It's about whoever gives them the best argument. That's, that's what they're looking for. Whoever gives them the best law. Because the fact of the matter is they should look at it and say, this is unconstitutional and sign off on it. That's what they should do. Constitution doesn't give you authority in this. Yep, you don't have authority. Don't see anything in Article 1 where Congress can write a law. And since OSHA is not Congress and, and writing law that affects the American people, um, yeah, sorry, you don't get to do it. Take your ball and go home. So again, 1704 West Floyd Baker Boulevard, Gaffney, South Carolina, 11 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon if you want to come and join us. I'd love to meet you guys, uh, any of you who are in the area. Um if you want to come out and do that, if I got to be out there by myself, I guess I'll be out there by myself. Uh, that's what I told my kids the other day. I said, if that's what I got to do, then that's what I got to do. So we've seen all these abuses, right? <clears throat> We're seeing these abuses out of our government that trickles down into our state governments is trickling down into the businesses around us. And so the question I have is, is it time to dissolve D.C.? Well, what do you mean? I mean, get rid of the whole lot of it. The people the structure, everything. Get rid of all of it. You don't need a convention of states to do this, by the way. You can just go to your state and go with other people and start demanding, look, we need another secession. Peaceful secession, but nevertheless, a secession. And I'm going to get to whether it's biblical or not. Let's look at it as is it historical. Well, clearly it is. We go back to the Declaration of Independence. 
And what do we read there? This is what our forefathers wrote more than 200 years ago. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary. It becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. Not the, not the government, but the people. The laws of nature and of nature's God entitle the people. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Now, I've given you just, what, four or five things right off the top of the Top, top of my head, but there are plenty of others that I've written on of reasons why we should start to, to get away from D.C. We should just get away from them. They are so corrupt, there is no repairing them. It's just like our forefathers did with England. King George and the Parliament there, which they list down here at the bottom. They go on and they said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Or pursuit of property was really the original understanding there. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that's you and me, and that whenever any form of government, any form, doesn't matter if it's a monarchy, we saw what Oliver Cromwell did with Charles I. Doesn't matter if it's a democracy somewhere, a pure democracy. Doesn't matter if it's a republic like ours. Doesn't matter if it is uh, an Islamic government, a communist government, or whatever. Whenever that form of government becomes destructive of these ends, and that is the ends of protecting the rights of the people, it is the right of the people, not of the government, but of the people, to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them, that's the people, not government, well, we are the government, but you understand what I'm saying, those in D.C. who are said representatives, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate the government's long-established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And I agree. But the things that we're talking about are not light and transient. These things affect our everyday life. Everyday life. Many people live in fear of what the government's going to do to them, or those in government are going to do through them, through the pawns or the agents of the state. That's not liberty, folks. That's not liberty at all. They go on and they say, and according all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, that's what we're on the verge of right now. It is their right. It is their duty. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that word. It is your duty 
Oh, I don't like politics. Sorry, it's your duty. Not just your right, it is your duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security, such as has been been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Britain, of Great Britain, is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. And then they say, to prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. So, what do they name out? Well, they list a whole slew of grievances they have against the king. Let me give you a couple of these. He has refused his assent to laws. He's refused his assent to laws. Jennifer, it's going to be Saturday, this Saturday. The most wholesome and necessary for the public goal, uh, for the pu- public good, <laughs> for the public good. <laughs> He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature. A right inestimable, 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 My tongue's getting the best of me this morning. To them, and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. Do you think that sounds like today? Yep, sure does. Sure does. We have a traitor in the White House. We have many traitors in the White House. And all you people who think Trump's in charge and the military's doing something and boy, they have pulled a they have pulled a thick wool over your eyeballs. They really have. They really have. Oh, it has to be this way. Q has said it and it is so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's there's a number of these. You can read it for yourself. I'll have the link up here for the um for the Declaration of Independence. Now, I've talked on secession before. We had the truck driver theologian Bill Evans on with us, and we talked about this. We're going to be having Scott Buss on. He's put out a new. He's going to be putting out a new book soon on secession. We're going to have him join us uh, pretty soon as well. And so, some people said, "Well, wait a minute. I love America. Well, I love it too. What's that got to do with dealing with tyrants? Don't you want to restore it to where it should be?" rather than where it is? It seems to me that's what we want to do. That's what we talk about here, is being part of the solution, not part of the problem. So the Bible tells us in Romans 12, 18, <clears throat> If it be possible, as much as it lieth in you, 
live peaceably with all men. I think all of us here could say we want to live peaceably with one another. And we want to live peaceably alongside good government. But the fact of the matter is our government has not be, has not been good. It's been wicked in every respect. And so we're at a place now where there's a poll out. This came out this week. A shocking poll finds nearly 40% of Americans say violence against the government would be justified today. This comes from Matt Agrist. A rather shocking poll highlighting the current state of the American political system was carried out over the weekend, far worse than approval ratings plummeting. Excuse me. The poll revealed that there are around 100 million Americans. That's like one third. More than one. Yeah, more than one third. 40% who think that violence against the government would be justified in certain instances. The poll published by the Washington Post University of Maryland, Maryland survey found a drastic increase of people with this point of view compared to previous years. It's because they see more and more tyranny coming. That's why. It's not just Republicans either. According to the data, 23% of Democrats would also justify the use of violence against the government, and another 41% of independents endorse the use of violence against the state in certain situations. Not everything. Of the respondents who said violence would be justified against the government, 22% of them said they would take up arms for invasions of personal liberties, while another 15% pointed to a military takeover or democratic collapse. Just 3% of those polled claim that violence is justified if the government did not accept the election results. According to the New York Post, these numbers have risen sharply in recent years. In 2015, 23% of Americans approved of violence against authorities, researchers said. Five years before that, 16% agreed, up from only 13% in the mid 90s and there's there's much more information uh here in this article but but here's the thing yeah i know i don't like the ads either we'd like to get rid of the ads unfortunately it's kind of helping us keep us afloat there but we'd like to get rid of them so i get it i get it guys um but here's the thing what are they saying are they saying it for transient things you know trivial things how, how we read in the uh the declaration of independence no they're, they're talking about coming and there's an invasion of their on their rights, which you're seeing all the time. This is why I'm telling you, they're not going to be able to do this long. Yeah, I know it's been, the, you know, we're going on two years here. We're moved into the third year, if I count that correctly. But they're not going to be able to keep pushing it and pushing it without the people becoming violent against the agents of the state. And got, listen to me, cops out there. You cops in New York, I see what you're doing. You cops in Amsterdam, you cops in the UK and Australia, you say, we're just doing our job. Beating unarmed people with batons, yanking them up out of their seat when they're eating because they don't, they haven't taken the jab. They're not wearing a mask or a gas, a gas mask or any, any of that kind of stuff. They're not social distancing and all this stuff. I see what you're doing. You're going to get it. 
you're going to get it. And you're not going to get any sympathy from this guy because you should be doing your job and rebelling against the tyrants who pay your paycheck and protecting the people. That's what you should be doing, but you aren't doing it. You aren't doing it. So we go back to Scripture, and I asked you, I asked you the question, what are we taught there? Well, we're taught in the Old Testament, we see where the two um, kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdom, they, they became that way. They separated basically over idolatry. So there was a secession. There was a breaking off, a peaceful one at that, although the one was definitely con being condemned a lot more than the southern kingdom. And she faced judgment first, too, by the way. So we know there that it happens within Scripture. It can happen within Scripture over a number of things, where there is a separation or a secession from one another, the union that's there. Read in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 18 and 19. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it, for there must be, there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Now, he talks about there's division, and some of the divisions are right. You're, you're putting things away from you that, that are bad, and you should put those things away. And then there are divisions among the people just over silly things, and that shouldn't be the case. We should be able to bear with one another, right? Because we all have issues and sins that we have to deal with, and so we should be able to come together and to deal with those things and to be tenderhearted, kind, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave us, right? Um, and again, at the heart of that is the issue of repentance. We're also taught something <clears throat> else as well, and this comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. Listen to what it says. O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children. You also be open. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord is Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and will walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So we see here that we're taught not to be unequally yoked together. And everybody wants to make this just about marriage. No, this is about everything that we do. And so I ask you today, what What is it that we have that we're yoked to out of D.C.? Is it people of the same mindset? Do they see Jesus as King Jesus? Is that how they see it? Do they see the Christian faith as just one among many world religions, but it's not the only way? See, that's what people need to understand. This was the issue with Rome. 
Rome was fine with Christianity as long as it remained among the other religions and didn't say, well, wait a minute. We're, Jesus said he's the only way to the Father. Nobody comes to the Father except through the Son. What do you see from D.C.? Now, I think you see a lot of uh, political polytheism, as Dr. Gary North had, has said. That's what you see. Well, the God of Islam is just as valid as the God of Christianity. And, the, the you know, Baphomet is just as valid as Christ. I mean, that's what you're seeing, right? Now, I'm not pontificating here. That's what you see all around you. This is what they say. So I ask those who are Christians, I ask you this. Are we be, to be unequally yoked with these, or are we to come out from among them? Or to come out from among them? You say, can you give us another example? Yeah, I can give you another example. What about the marriage relationship with God and Old Testament Israel? Well, let's go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 3. Here's what we see. They say, if a man put away his wife, and she go from him and become another man's, Shall he return again unto or shall he return unto her again? Well, the Bible says no, because if you give that rid of divorce and the wife goes out and she marries another man, and then that guy divorces her, and she is not to go back to the first husband because she's been quote unquote defiled. Shall not the land be greatly polluted? This is what Jeremiah is asking. Yes, it would be. And then he says this to Israel. But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers. Yet, listen, I mean, hear the heart of God here. He's telling them, he's told the people, here's the law, you don't do this. And yet he says this, you've played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. Lift up thine eyes unto the high places and see where thou hast not been uh, laying with. In the ways hast thou sat for them as the Arabian in the wilderness, and thou hast polluted the land with thy whoredoms and with thy wickedness. Therefore, the showers have been withholden, and there hath been no latter rain, and thou hast a whore's forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. Is that what we're seeing in our government? Yep, they're a whore's forehead, and they refuse to be ashamed. They're so unashamed. L listen, to the, the, listen to the stuff they promote to try and prop up this narrative of the invisible boogie boogeyman called the Conviz 1984. Listen to the things they come up with. The doublespeak, just bold-faced right there on the television, on the radio whatever, and they come out and they just lie to us, and they laugh as they go along, all the way to the bank, all the way to the bank. He goes on and he says, Wilt thou not from this time cry unto me, my father, thou art the guide of my youth? Will he reserve his anger forever? Will he keep it to the end? Yep, he did because they didn't repent. That's what 70 AD is all about. It's a total destruction of Israel. Old, the, the Old Testament geopolitical structure, all of that stuff. Done away with, 70 AD, gone. Oh, but Tim, it's coming back, and there's going to be a third temple, and then there's going to be an Antichrist. And no, no, that's not what it says. That's not what any of the Bible says. 
God destroyed that because he was done with that system. If you're thinking, if anybody thinks that's a good thing, that somebody's trying to build a third temple, you are one who is doing exactly what the writer of Hebrews says not to do. Quit going back to the types and shadows and all of these things. The substance is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, God in the flesh, as we spoke about yesterday from John 1. By the way, I meant to make the point of John 17. When he was giving his prayer. What would you expect from a man to be praying? The the troll who was in the rumble, the Muslim guy, he says, was he praying to himself? No, guy. If you understood the Godhead, you would understand the son is praying to who? Who do we see? Father, my father. This is because you don't understand God. So let's finish with what Jeremiah says. The Lord said unto me, this is verse 6, also unto me in the days of Josiah the king, hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done? She has gone up upon every high mountain and under every green tree, and there hath played the harlot. Now he's not talking about physical, you know, harlotry, a physical intercourse. He's talking about she's been unfaithful to him. She's gone after other gods. That's what she's done. And verse 7 says, And I said, after she had done all these things, turn thou unto me. He called her to repentance. But she returned not, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And I saw, when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away, and given her a bill of divorce. Got that? Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, doesn't it? And he goes on and he talks about, it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned into me with her whole heart, but feignedly saith the Lord. And the Lord said unto me, the backsliding Israel hath justified herself more than treacherous Judah. And then listen to the call of hope from God. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord. They shall know more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall they that be done any more. At, at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all the nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of the 
of their evil heart. And he goes on from there. What I want you to understand is God warned them about their sin. And he warns them all through the book of Jeremiah that he's going to punish that sin lest they come back to him. But he says, if you'll come back to me, you'll find mercy with me. That's the message of hope. This is the message of the gospel. Listen, let me break right here before I make this other point. If you're a person listening to me and you go, Tim, you don't know what sins I've committed. God doesn't look favorably on me. Look at how my life has been. I've ruined. Yes, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. There's no doubt about it. The question is, do you want mercy? Do you ha- are you broken in spirit? Because the Bible says that, that God desires that. A broken and a contrite spirit. If you're broken in spirit and you desire to have mercy, you can have it. God calls to you the same way he does to to Israel. Return unto him. Repent of your sin. Call upon him. And he'll give you mercy. Why? Because his son, the Lord Jesus, took the penalty for sinners upon the cross. Your sin's no greater than mine were. Mine's no greater than anybody else's. Christ still died the same death for sinners. But if you harden yourself against him, there's nothing to look forward to except an expectation of judgment, is what the writer of Hebrews says. What else do we have? Well, we not only have it between God and Israel that there's this secession, there's this dissolving. We have this between man and woman, too. And it's part of the fall. Look at what he says here. The Pharisee, this is from Matthew chapter 19. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And I love Jesus' response. (laughs) He answered and said to them, Have you not read? It's like, you guys, you're, um, (laughs) you're the teachers of the law, right? You're the ones who are high and mighty, showing yourself at the temple. You're those very spiritual guys, and what happens? Have you not read this? Really, guys? Really? He says, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. By the way, for any of Anybody out there who has a preacher who preaches that men can marry men, women can marry women, men can act like women, women can act like men, and all this, this is shot down right there in, in, the, first, in the first two or three chapters of Genesis. It's just shot down. And here in these couple of verses, shot down. Who's supposed to get married? Because that's what this is. Because they're asking about divorce, aren't they? So the assumption is what Jesus is speaking about here is marriage. The man leaving father and mother and cleaving to his wife. And the twain shall be one flesh. That doesn't happen with members of the same sex. It doesn't. I know some people can be perverted and twist that and everything, but the fact of the matter is one flesh exists between a man and a woman. Wherefore, they are no more twain or two, but they're one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So Jesus points back and he says, look, guys, he says, from the beginning, this is the way it's been. Man leaves mom and dad, cleaves to his wife. She leaves her family. She's cleaving to her husband. 
They're now one flesh. They're not two people. There are two people. They're two persons. Don't get me wrong. And I think it's kind of a, well, I don't want to go down that road because I, I might get into, uh, in trying to explain something, I might get heretical and I don't want to do that. But the two persons become one flesh. Okay. When you see me or my wife, most people would, you know, you go to church, you go to places together and stuff. They see one, they see the other. Mr. Brown, Mrs. Brown, right? They're Browns. They're no longer brown and pervy. They're Browns. That's who they are. Okay. And so listen to what, listen to what they come back with. They're not satisfied with that because they're not obeying that. So they say unto him in verse 7, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? And I'm not going to get into all the reasons where these cats got up with all this stuff. And you can read some of the rabbinical writings, which I read a long, 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 long time ago that I've done forgotten most of it. I got the point of what was going on. I don't need to know all the details of all that stuff. But they were putting away their wives for anything. She got up in the morning and she didn't look good. They were going to send you away. You burned the toast or the bagels or whatever the case may be. Send her away. But he, the, Moses said you had to make it official. You had to make it, quote unquote, legal. You got to give her a writ of divorce so that somebody's not going to see that she's been playing a harlot because she's not pure. And when she goes, obviously, to the next man she's going to marry. Okay. So we said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, not because God said, hey, this is an okay thing to do. Because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, which is what he stated before, it was not so. Now listen to this. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. So Jesus does give an exception for divorce, and that is fornication. Or we have the term porneo. That's in the Greek. It, it's, it can be any sexual sin. It doesn't have to just be fornication. And then he's lumping in here adultery. This could be tied with bestiality. This could be tied with sodomy. Any of those sexual sins that are a violation of the commandment, you shall not commit adultery, can be in view here. And why is that? Because we just read out of Jeremiah, what did God do to Israel? Did he give her a divorce? Yep, he gave her a writ of divorce, didn't he? We read it right out of Jeremiah. In the context, you see exactly what it says. Now watch this. His disciples get the point. Verse 10, Matthew 19. And his disciples say unto him, if the, if this, if the case of the man be so with his wife, it's not good to marry. Because they're like, wait a minute, you're going to have some problems in marriage and there's going to be some issues. And and here's what Jesus says. But he said unto them, all men cannot receive this saving, saying, save they to whom it is given. For there are some who are eunuchs, which were so born from their mother's womb. And there are some eunuchs, which were made eunuchs of men. And there be eunuchs, which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Now, some people would say, oh, 
Well, see there, and, and you get into the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church, and they want to make uh, celibacy an issue for the clergy. It's not biblical. It's not. In fact, if you're gonna, if you're going to be an, a, a shepherd, if you're going to be an elder, a bishop in the church, what's the requirements? We've been over this. First Timothy three, Titus one. There are to be those who have wives. There are to be those who have children. You don't get that from being celibate. You really don't. That's not biblical. All right? So here's the thing. Why do I bring this up? We're in a situation where our established government has become adulterous to us, the people. They've become adulterous to God, too. They've played the whore. They played it with China. They played it with Russia. They played it with all kinds of other Middle Eastern countries. They played it with South American countries. They've done all of this kind of stuff. And they, act, they come and give us a kiss on the cheek like Judas, right after they sold us out for 30 pieces of silver or $30 trillion, whatever the case may be. Is what I'm proposing that far off? Is that what's going on? My friends, we don't need a convention of states. We need a, a, a dissolving of Washington, D.C. We need a dissolving of Washington, D.C. And this is why, listen to me very carefully. This is why those of you who name the name of Christ, you need to be in the law of God. You need to be in the word of God. Go read Psalm 119 over and over and over and over again. What does David say? I meditate on your law day and night. I love your law. Why? It keeps me in line. It's, 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 it's a light to my, my path. A lamp to my feet, a light to my path. It's that which guides me. It keeps me on the straight and narrow. This is what we should be about. Is that what America is? Might have been what America was founded on when our forefathers came several hundred years ago. And we see that in the laws they established in the state. Certainly what's being practiced right now. And the first place to start is with us, those who name the name of Christ. Judgment begins where in the world? Nope, the house of God. It begins with us first. Let's get ourselves in order because this thing's going to come down one way or the other. And what we have to be ready to do is to rebuild it. And we need those of us who name the name of Christ with instruction from God's word that we can make it applicable to do in the society. Hope you guys have a great day. And um, Bradley be with, back with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And tomorrow, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday. We'll have the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor on with us. Lord willing, 6 a.m. See you there.